0: morning, Solid Rock. I want to welcome you to our online service. And uh, to continue on, uh, last little while we've been working through the book of Galatians. Pastor David began this year speaking about continuing, feeling that God had led us uh, into a series of continuing, and we've been working through the book of Galatians. Last week, uh, Pastor Dan, as he preached, here, just to go on uh, that continuing was that we go on that we we don't throw in the towel, we continue in freedom, we go on without interruption, we stand fast in the liberty that Christ gave us today i 'm going to read you from you read to you the book of Galatians chapter five verse sixteen to twenty six, and we 're going to continue. Uh, in this passage. I'm going to begin from the Passion Translation. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. So then, The incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation of the Spirit. But when you are brought into the full freedom of the Spirit of grace, you will no longer be living under the domination of the law, but soaring above it. The cravings of the self-life are obvious. Sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others. Hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessings of others, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? But the fruit of the Holy Spirit within you Is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows. Peace that subdues. Patience that endures. Kindness in action. A life full of virtue. A faith that prevails. Gentleness of heart and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus, the Anointed One, have already experienced crucifixion. For everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with Messiah. We must live in the Holy Spirit and follow after him. So may we never be arrogant or look down on one another. For each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. Now, I said I read that from uh, the Passion Translation. And so I may have sounded a little bit different for uh, for most that are used to hearing NIV or or King James. And I start with a Passion Translation because I want you to hear it a little bit differently. Sometimes when we hear familiar passages, we hear it, but it doesn't really sink in. We've kind of heard it before. So maybe a little bit more of a cold water shock in a moment to hear some of the intent of what the word says. But so maybe that sounds familiar. I'm going to actually go to the NIV as well. This might sound a little bit more familiar with what you've heard. So Galatians 5, again, verse 16 and 26. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of this sinful nature are obvious. Sexual morality, impurity, and debauchery. Idolatry and witchcraft. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage. Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. Drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. As we explore the theme of continuing on, as we, as, as Pastor David and, and Pastor Daniel have, have, uh, been helping us through this, my intention today as we're, as I'm preaching is that you're brought again to the place of remembrance, wherever you are, lift your eyes up, look for where the Holy Spirit is, get up, and start to follow again, and maybe you are, and if you are, that's awesome, uh, I think for most of us, we want more of the fruit of the spirit in our lives. The contrast there that we see about the works of the flesh not so much. You know there's something about that fruit that that we're we're called to produce. Uh, you know it, it's not a wish list it, it's not a, a even a to-do list. The fruit of the Spirit is an outworking of being in step with the Holy Spirit, of the Holy Spirit living in you, of being led by the Spirit of God. And A couple of things to remember, very simple, very basic, is God is alive. Sometimes we'll reference uh, the Spirit of, of things or the Spirit of the age as if it's an ideal But when God refers to the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of God, he's not talking about some ideal or some metaphor. He's talking about a living person who is alive, who is active, who moves, who lives. And we're in relationship. When we're born again, God has set us through Jesus Christ in relationship and has given us his Holy Spirit. And we are in active relationship with the Spirit of the Lord. And as we stay in step with him, as he lives in us and through us, it naturally produces that fruit. In Galatians, Paul has a huge theme, a couple of themes. One is about not returning to the law, with the overarching theme being faith. Grace that comes through faith. That we receive the grace not by keeping the law. The the fruit of the Spirit in itself is not, again, a to-do list. It is simply staying in step with the Holy Spirit that this comes naturally out of that relationship. You want more patience? You want more love? You want more peace? You want more joy? I think all of us do. Especially in these times, We, we really could use it. The funny thing is, the fruit in and of itself isn't the goal. The goal is following the Spirit, allowing Him to live in us. You know, it's funny. At this point in my life, I think I'm a bit of a slow learner. (laughs) I find that some of the simple things you, you, you can, maybe you've experienced when you have a, a, say, a nervous person in charge of a group of people, it makes that group of people nervous. When you have a person that's, that's calm, kind of uh, maybe even self-assured, confident, it kind of tends to spread to the group as well. At least they feel a little bit more assured with the direction. The fruit in our lives. It's not exactly meant for us. Fruit on the tree is actually more meant, more purposed for the other. The fruit that's developed in you that's meant in relationship to others. I don't know if you've ever gone to, I mean, we've got lots of, in the Fraser Valley, lots of fruit trees and stuff, but when we've gone and picked up fruit and been refreshed by it, I mean, I, you, you take a lot of joy in, in moments where you feel that, hey, I've been patient or I've demonstrated kindness, I've had self-control, and that's wonderful. That's a great life-giving feeling, and it is an incredible life-giving feeling when someone has extended that to you. thing is, with staying in step with the Holy Spirit, there's an old principle that you can't lead those who don't follow. If you're going to follow, he will, he will bring life. He will bring, I mean, the Holy Spirit is life. If you follow him, there will be life produced in you. There will be fruit that is born in you. Paul, in this, as he's advocating for faith and for not returning to the law, for allowing the spirit of grace uh, to live in believers, Contrasts with what he calls the works of the flesh, and i, I can 't think of anybody um, anybody that I, i'm a, that i 've met that i 've come into contact with who when it comes to this sort of laundry list or dirty laundry list of uh, of things that are the outworkings of of the flesh right the the uh, the sexual morality the the rage the the loss of control, all those things. I don't think I really find anybody that says, you know what, that makes me feel more complete. That makes me feel more alive. I feel like a more full person. I feel more like a complete human uh, because I'm now addicted to something. Or I, I feel more, more fully alive that I rage at my children or that I I cheat or I steal or I do anything. I've never found anybody that's found more life. It's interesting with the fruit of the Spirit and this maybe anti-fruit is that they, in a sense, start in the same place. God created us. He, He gave us life. And in that life, there is a call ultimately towards him. We want life. We hunger and thirst for it. We naturally hunger and thirst for sustenance and and, and drink to be refreshed, to be revived. There's something in us that wants to live. And there's something in us that wants life to come alive. And in this life, we experience all kinds of things. A lot of those things can be challenging. They can be tough. They can be painful. And the very fruit that we want we sometimes try to get in other ways. Ways that don't satisfy. Ways that are not in keeping with the spirit of life. Ways that are not in step with him. And the funny thing is, if you're not walking in life, if life is not living in you, the Holy Spirit of God, then you're choosing to do things apart from life. They take life away. This isn't new. We know this. It's funny, there's, there's people that will advocate to say you've really just got to go and find yourself. You've got to uh, let things go and, and especially in, in, the, in the 60s and 70s there was there was a big push to to really find yourself. You know, the Bible says if you're going to find yourself you've got to lose yourself. You've got to lay yourself down. You've got to pick up your cross. You've got to come to Christ. And there's something in that where God gives you life, the very thing you're searching for, that very fullness that you're looking for. There is a thing about, and again, this is all an the idea of continuing, I don't know where everybody is in this moment. COVID has kind of uh, caused some distance between some people naturally. Hopefully this is a time that you're able, um, as hard as it is, I hope that God is able to give you some sense of peace or, or refreshing, maybe by less activity in a sense. But I know for many, this is a struggle. Whether it's the feeling of disconnection, added stress, worries, concerns for their loved ones. I want to believe and do believe that in this time that our God who loves you reaches out to you to give you life. Where we are right now, maybe you're, you're saying, hey, I, I, I'm bearing a life full of fruit. What I've found is that even people that are bearing fruit often don't even see it themselves. I don't know if you've ever been around a person that you, uh, you know that they're walking with God. You see the fruit in their lives, but they themselves don't see it as clearly. I mean, you can see the evidence of Christ's work in their life. I'm not talking about just like uh, window dressing actions kind of thing. I'm talking about when you're in relationship with somebody, when you get to know that person and you see the little details that indicate the growth, the maturity, the love. interesting thing about the fruit of the Spirit is they're all aspects of really the same thing. That's love. And it's a love that comes out of faith. Some of us will say, well, we want more of the fruit of the Spirit, but we treat it like an, it's an ideal. And ideals are tough things because they, they're they kind of like postcards in a sense that are sent to you that say, hey, wish you were here. And you think ah, that the postcard looks really great of that tropical place, but here I am in a snow-covered city on my way to work. I'd like to be there, but I'm stuck in traffic. With the fruit of the Spirit, God says, no. Wherever you are at the moment, he's here. Look for him. Lift your eyes up again. Look to Christ. Look for where the Holy Spirit is working. He's working around you right now. Sometimes those ideals that they, they get in the way. It's, it's tempting to say, "Well, I, I can't get there. I, I've, I've tried. I've struggled, failed." No, here's the thing. In Galatians, Paul refers again and again to faith. In Hebrews, I was having my conversation with Pastor David earlier before this, uh, referencing the, how faith, faith is something that's incredible. We take it for granted, I think, in in a lot of ways. But it's when there's a cost and we put that faith into action, I mean, it really requires something. If you're in a moment right now or a place where it's like, I kind of see the the workings of the flesh, and I don't want that. I see the, the fruit of the Spirit, and I do want that, but I don't know how How to let that grow in me. Well, if Christ is working in you, I want to say there's probably already some fruit that's bearing to begin with. You might not see it, but I believe if God's working in you, that life, his life, is producing something in you. And you want more of it? Awesome. So do I. I want more of that too. Take a moment to allow him to do that. Take a moment to let him, to to be at a place of honesty with him. Say, okay, Lord, this is where I am. Where are you? Where are you working? What are you doing? God, who is full of life, of power and of love, has extended his love. And I want to ask in faith even to come boldly before the throne. Say, I will take your grace by faith. I will follow, I will get up, I will move in faith towards where you're moving to stay in step with you. I will receive grace through faith coming boldly before the throne. I will extend grace through faith. You know, if you aim for love, everything else falls out of that. They're all aspects of love. And if you want love, start with faith. Believe, trust, That God is. That God is and he's given you life. And that he loves you dearly. He isn't given up on you. He hasn't left you behind. That your future is still in him. Your promise is still in him. And continue. Continue on with him. Your story's not done. It's not over. Sometimes driving a car, you sit, you've hit potholes or something, you've got to keep your hand on the wheel because you know the moment you let go of that wheel the car starts to veer. pulls to the left or something. This is the part where we can go back to the mechanic and get our alignment set. Lord, I want to stay in step with you. I want to receive everything that you've offered here. And so by faith, by trust, I receive what you've offered. And I lift up my eyes to see, okay, Lord, where are you? Where are you working? What are you doing? What are you doing in me? What are you doing around me? There's a life that comes from that, that comes from nowhere else. As I've said, I've observed people who've, who have looked for, for life, look for ways of, of experiencing life, look for ways of feeling more alive, apart from the way God designed us to, to have life. And in a moment, they may have said, oh, I, I, I feel something but that's something that's always come at a cost and never given life. And these are people who literally, you know, the Bible says about gaining the whole world and losing your own soul. And we see people in our culture, in our media, who literally gain everything. They have it. There's nothing more they can really get and yet they're lost and they die. And I've met people that don't have all that, and yet are full of the Spirit of God. And not only are they very much alive, when you encounter that person, you come away feeling more alive. You, you, you can't come across um, someone who's full of the Spirit of God and Spirit of grace, and not come away unchanged just there's a little bit like when you've gotten close to a furnace or something you felt that heat or you've put your hand in a refrigerator and you felt that coolness when you get around a person full of the spirit of God full of life isn't it great to be around people that are full of life it makes you feel alive God has called you to life, called you to bear fruit, desires that for you, is planned and purposed to bring that fruit out of you, I believe, is even in process of bringing that fruit out of you, even fruit you might not be aware of. Maybe some around you can see it. But there's more for you. God has an abundance for you. An abundance to bring out of you. An abundance even not just for you, but even for those that, he's, that you've put amongst. Because that fruit draws others to him. That goodness of God in your life draws other people to him. So continue. Continue on in faith if you feel I've I've veered to the left or to the right or I've I've gotten sidetracked or I've gotten caught in something which it's not helping me, it's hurting me it's taking life from me I'm sorry that's that's not a, a great place to be and you don't have to stay there your story is not over The journey here hasn't ended yet. Lift your eyes up. Come boldly in faith. Receive the grace that God has made available to you, that God has promised you, that God is willingly able to give you in this moment. Take it. Stay in step with the Spirit of God and allow his life to produce life in you. And How do you stay in step with the Spirit of God? How do I walk with him? Is it like a ten step principle or, or a it's not meant to be another series of laws, but there is life and you have to do things to live. If you're hungry and you want sustenance, you have to go out and eat. If you're thirsty, you have to drink. Go and feed and drink through our Savior, who said, I'm true food and I'm true drink. Go to him. Pray. Talk simply to him. Listen. Take time to listen and to hear, to meditate on what he said, to reflect on what he said in your life through men and women of God, especially through his word. Take time to Remember. Take time to read his word. Take time to look around. And it said, well, hey, I don't even have that much time to begin with. It's amazing. We have usually a lot more time than we, we really know. I mean, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. Take a moment even. Take, start with a moment and look around. Ask God, God, where are you? What are you doing? And when you see it, and you will see it if you ask and you look. Jesus said, you seek and you will find. When you see it, praise him. Acknowledge what he's doing. Worship him. Express gratitude. Even thank you. There is a life that is meant to come out of you that thing that we yearn for, that feeling of, of coming alive, that the whole world seems to, to search after about finding yourself and, and and you know, that full realization, that is only found in God. It's that cry that he's putting in us that's towards him. And he's made the life available through Jesus Christ, through the outpouring of his Holy Spirit. Come boldly before him this morning continue on. There's good things ahead for you. There's a fullness of life that's not dependent on your outward circumstances. There's a fullness of growth, a depth of character, something, a a testimony even, that comes out of the life that God has for you. I'm going to wrap it up there and I'm going to say bless you. God bless you. God bless you and your families. Remember him. Put your eyes towards him. And give thanks. Everybody have a great week. God bless you.